Hi, Nick Petrella here. This episode is sponsored by Volkwein's Music, a full-service shop that's been meeting the musical needs of musicians for over 135 years. They offer a huge selection of instruments, accessories, music, and more. They also have an unmatched instrument repair department with some of the most experienced technicians in the business. For years, they've serviced my personal and school instruments, and their attention to detail is why I and professional musicians from around the globe trust Volkwein's to service their gear. Head over to volkweinsmusic.com to see what they can do for you. That's V-O-L-K-W-E-I-N-S music.com. Helping people discover music since 1888. Welcome to the Arts Entrepreneurship Podcast, making art work. We highlight how entrepreneurs align their artistry, passion, and vision to create and pursue opportunities to capture value in the arts. The views expressed by guests on the Arts Entrepreneurship Podcast are solely their own and do not necessarily represent the views of the podcast or its hosts. The appearance of a guest on the podcast, the venture they represent, or reference to any product or service does not imply an endorsement or recommendation by the podcast or its hosts. The content provided is for entertainment and informational purposes only and does not constitute business advice. Here are your hosts, Andy Heiss and Nick Petrella. Hi, everyone. Today we have two special guests with us. One is a gamer, YouTuber, and musical artist, and the other is his father. Due to privacy concerns as a result of the overwhelming success they've had in a short period of time, we won't be addressing them by their full names, but rather just by their first names. So please join me in welcoming Jaden, also known as Tico, and his father, Robert. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having us. It's a pleasure to be here. Let's begin the interview by giving us any info you can about your background and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, I, uh, I started my channel back in 2015, but I didn't really start taking it seriously until around 2019 when my Grammy and Papa actually loaned me like a thousand dollars and that's when me and my dad built my first real computer the one I had before that it was a computer but I couldn't really do anything it didn't have much power to really give me the potential that I felt like I needed to have but after I built my computer I was able to make higher quality videos and at the time I was just making like Fortnite montages from moments that I had within the game and just syncing it up with different songs at the time And uh, there was this one video I uploaded, which was uh, a bit different from all the other content I did. I I decided I would uh, do something different. And so that video at the time did really bad. Uh, I I remember saying 80 likes and I'll make another one. And it took about seven months. And uh, during those seven months, I continued making montages. I grew my channel to about 8,000 subscribers. Uh, But it was around that time I made the part two of that video. And pretty much right after that, that original video went crazy viral overnight. And I was like, wow, people all of a sudden really want to see more of this little kid voice trolling, which at the time it was just me throwing on a voice changer and messing with some random people within the game. But I slowly turned that into uh, the actual Tico character. And I even eventually used the voice changer and all my normal videos as well and not just like a voice troll it kind of turned into me and uh not too long after that 
in one of my videos, I uh, rapped a little bit and uh, my viewers actually told me I should make a song. I was like, okay, I'll do this for fun. It'll be a little joke. Um, I made like a rap song. It did okay. I was not happy with it at all. Like looking back now, I'm like, oh, that's horrible. But I set a like goal for another one, hit it. So I made another song and that actually was fishing on me. And that one today has almost a hundred million views. But wow. basically what happened was somebody saw the song and decided since, you know, I had not really gotten into music before, I didn't have a way to get it on Spotify. I had no like connections or anybody helping me with that sort of stuff. So I, uh, what actually ended up happening was somebody took the song and uploaded it to Spotify and some other stuff, started copyright claiming my YouTube videos with my song. And it was a, it was a lot of headaches, but eventually it all got sorted out. It was number four on the global viral 50 charts on Spotify. And it was number two on the viral 50 for the United States. That's awesome. Do you know the number of streams? Um, including YouTube and Spotify, it has 120 million uh, streams. That's awesome. Do you remember, you know, you said, if I get 80 views, I'll make another one. And then the, the next one you made, the part two, you said it went crazy viral overnight. Do you remember what, what crazy viral meant at that time? Like how many views overnight? Um, well, at the time... The uh, the first one had about like maybe a thousand views and I'm pretty sure I woke up the next morning and it had like over a hundred thousand and then it just, it kept going up like exponentially from that point on. It was just nonstop like, whoa, this is happening. And I was, I was stressed at the time because like my dad was out of town and our internet actually stopped working for about a week. <laughs> so it was like right when my channel is finally taking off, I can't even do anything. I can't upload, stream, whatever. So it's like, wow, I just have to sit here like a sitting duck while my channel is finally getting recognition. And I was like, oh, dang, it's like, I want to, I want to put more fuel into the fire, but I want to keep it burning, but I just can't because no internet. But the window of opportunity is open and, and the time is now. Right? <laughs> yeah, I, I was pretty stressed, but you know, eventually it got organized and we got it figured out and uh, we continued on the path that we are to get us here where we are today. Yeah. And uh, YouTube named you a top 10 creator in 2020. Uh, can you just describe what a creator is and what a creator does? Um, I think a lot of people and there's like kind of two definitions for a creator, like in my mind. Uh, one would just be like a YouTuber, a streamer, somebody that creates some sort of content and puts it out on the internet. But then at the same time, a creator is technically anybody who brings anything into the world. If you make something, you are a creator. But when I hear the word creator or people talk about creators, I think of YouTubers and streamers. Yeah. Jaden, what's unique about how you create music and video? I, uh, oh wait here, I think that's my take one. Definitely the little Tico voice, the, uh... Hey, boys, it's Tico, and, uh, yeah, I definitely think this voice is pretty unique. I don't see that many people trying to get the little kid voice like me, so I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> oh, well, hey there, Tico. Hey. Uh, you know, to, to your question, too, I, I, I was going to throw in, I think another really interesting piece is that, uh... Jane's been developing this Tico character itself mm -hmm. rather organically. Uh, 
as a result of him just you know listening to his fans, responding to what his fans say. So there's been various different pieces that he's added to uh, the Tico character that have come uh, primarily uh, as a result of just just listening to what his fans are after. Yeah, and so I I I totally agree. I think the voice is, is certainly one un- interesting uh, thing that makes Tico and uh, the Tico character stand out. Um, but Jaden, given that there are millions of other people out there like you who are creating content and putting it out on YouTube and everywhere else, uh, what is it you think of it, about your content that separates you from from all those other content creators? I have pretty much like started my own style of videos um i still kind of do like a little bit of what other people do but for the most part like my content itself is different i've had other creators uh when they're talking about like they need to make a video i'm like well you could try this and they're like yeah but that's like that's kind of like your style of video like i I don't really do that so i i feel like to some people like in terms of like the fish army and all that sort of stuff it's kind of like my own thing now and uh, I think that's why I really blew up in the first place is people were coming to my channel for content that they couldn't find anywhere else. Mm. And that definitely helped me out a lot. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and I think it's it's interesting. Tico seems to be very skilled at understanding what his audience is interested in and then creating something that, that meshes pretty effectively with those interests and uh, with his interests as well. Thank you. And, ah. Yeah, no problem, buddy. (laughs) And actually, it's funny. It reminds me of a conversation that we had when I was uh, tucking him in one night. He was only about nine years old. And I was asking him about what he'd like to do when he grows up. And he said, well, I like hearing about what other people need and what other people like and then seeing how I can help fulfill their needs. And, you know, at that time, I thought, oh, that that sounds like a great salesperson right there. <laughs> and, you know, I guess in a way, uh, we're not too far off. That's right. Yeah, yeah we, we talk about that in the classes we teach is that, that entrepreneurial mindset, always having a, a mindset of the world is full of opportunities and problems to be solved, and I'm the person to do that, uh, rather than being what Nick calls a problem identifier all of the time and saying... <laughs> There's a problem. Somebody should do something about it. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny. Uh, it, it, it's like his, his brain is just kind of naturally hardwired in that way. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Now that's great, especially for what he's doing. Jaden, creative people usually participate in more than one art form. What other art forms fuel your creativity? I really like making music in my YouTube videos. But apart from that, I also like to bike and run. I've been doing a lot of that recently. Uh, the weather was kind of bad, but like now that's kind of coming back. You got those sunny days. I've been going on a lot of bike rides. I just kind of come home and I, I just go on a bike ride or a run. And I just, it's, I just, I like it. It's just fun. And it kind of frees my mind. Uh, I also, I liked building Legos when I was a kid. Um, I bought some Lego sets recently, not really to play with, but I just find enjoyment and just kind of building it. And it kind of gives me something to do in my free time that isn't being on my computer all day. So you're in the kind of the visual space as well. Yeah. Just to help you think. Yeah. I like, um, hands-on things. Um, I'm not really, I don't really listen to music that much. I don't really just kind of like sit in my bed and listen to music, which I've had some people be like, what, what, you don't listen to music? But I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like sometimes I do, but 
it's just not really for me just like kind of sitting there and listening to it. I, I'll listen to music sometimes while I'm doing something. Uh, mm-hmm. I also don't really like reading. I don't really like sitting around. I want to be doing something. I'm kind of like a, a go, go, go person, I guess. Like I always want to just keep moving forward and like being active. Yeah. What what uh, instruments do you play or do you sing or anything? Um, I play the cello in my school orchestra. Mm-hmm. And then I also, I've recently started taking uh, singing lessons because I definitely want to get more serious when it comes to making music and uh, it will definitely help improve the quality of my content. And I care a lot about that. Um, it's something that I'm doing now and putting out there on the internet and a lot of people found enjoyment in it. And because of that, it's really compelled me to want to do it the best I can and just make it more enjoyable for my audience. Yeah. And similarly, I, I mean, I guess you, you produce um, the music yourself primarily. So the process that we had um, a few months ago was I would find a beat that I liked. We would do sort of like a, uh, they would sign over the rights and we would pay them. And then I would make up my own lyrics, the way that I sang it. And that's how I'd make the song. And then we transitioned now into where we do work for hires, um, for beat producers, they make the beat. And then we kind of, once we have the beat, it's just pretty much what I did before, but now it's all custom completely made for whatever genre that I want to do, which I think is really fun. Technically it's not work for hires anymore. He's doing more, traditional producer agreements that aren't, you mm-hmm. know, strict work for hires, but sure. Yeah. Well, Andy's a bassist and I'm a drummer. So if you want to do some uh, bass and drum, just let, let us know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> maybe, maybe we can throw in a cello and my dad's piano as well. There Make we a go. Little, yeah. oh, there you go. <laughs> Let's take a quick break. you're hearing this, you have a deeper-than-usual interest in music and musicians. Craft Brood Music is a curated streaming service that was created for you. It's the app that streams better music for serious listeners, and we split our income with the artists. Download the app at the App Store or Google Play and try a free two-week trial. Or check out the Craft Brood Music podcast, a deeper exploration of this music and these artists, available wherever you listen. more at craftbrewedmusic.com And now, back to our interview. Wait, and you know, it's interesting to your original question about the intersection of multiple art forms. Mm-hmm. Um, I think really at the core of what Jaden and Tico are doing, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it integrates multiple art forms. Already, I mean, there's there's definitely a heavy visual component, and uh, he's one of the few. There's there's several, but but there aren't a lot of people that have been as uh, affluent, I guess we could say, at gaming and content creation and music. Um, you know, his music's been streamed over, I think it's over 220 million times uh, across all platforms. You know, so so he's had a, a, a pretty decent amount of success with that too. Um, that's that's not particularly common, and so uh, he, he he just naturally integrates these things. It's really funny the way his mind works, and 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 certainly on the visual side of things too. He's really uh, 
engaged in you know how he lays out the visual elements and the choice of colors and everything he, he's he's pretty sensitive to those those pieces as well and and we're working with a creative agency uh, currently uh, and that's that's been really interesting seeing him uh, interact with those you know professional artists too so it's it's something I mean, his mind kind of uh, functions pretty effectively in all those different domains. Well, that's that's very mature and it's very astute as well. I know that when I'm teaching percussion, I'm always encouraging students to investigate every aspect of their art. Why does an instrument sound the way it does? How can you change it? How does that affect the way you play? Because really just what Jaden's doing, the more you know, the more you understand, the deeper you can go and, and it becomes almost effortless, intuitive, the older you get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the more engaging it is, too. Yeah. Sure. So this podcast is, is designed to help listeners learn by hearing how others created a path to success. Usually that involves a path of many years of trying. Given that I have clothes older than you, Jaden, that may not work here. So <laughs> let's try a different approach. <laughs> have you found it difficult to deal with sudden success, and how are you dealing with it? I think uh, I'll let Tico answer this one, but... I think of it as a wave, you know, when it first happened, the blow up and all that, that was like a wave. And we decided just to go with the wave instead of trying to ride against the wave. So that's kind of how we had that natural organic growth was because as things kind of progressed, we just kind of accepted it and decided to keep going down that direction. And I think that helped a lot instead of trying to force it. And regarding with dealing with the success There's been a lot of things happening at once, and it can get a bit overwhelming, but it's probably been a bit more chill and and relaxed than people think. I think a lot of people just think of it as a giant headache. We definitely had some headaches, but for the most part, it's pretty chill. Yeah, the, the headaches definitely continue in various forms as well, but, but they're inter- interesting headaches. Yeah, the voice isn't the only headache that we get. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, actually, I think it's really interesting when you hear figures like 8 million total followers and so forth that, uh, you know, it's certainly significant, but it's not like people recognize him everywhere we go. Uh, we, we've certainly run into people that recognize Jaden while we've been out, but that's not a daily occurrence so far. And speaking to Tico's wave analogy, uh, that's a really creative way of articulating kind of what I was saying about allowing his direction to be determined to a large extent as uh, a reaction uh, to what gains traction with his fans. And uh, I think it's also important to note that Tico's a very active networker. He's always engaging with other creators online, setting up new and interesting collaborations. And it's, it's a pretty special situation because he tends to upload videos daily. And so there's a lot of opportunity for experimentation and uh, allowing for a proof of concept. You know, he can try something out and uh, see how his fans respond to it. You know, for example, uh, a lot of his fans like these particular kinds of videos where he, uh, as he says, he sacrifices his teammates. And so he's made quite a few of those. Uh, this question's for Robert. Uh, you're a classical pianist, and uh, you've spent tens of thousands of hours perfecting your craft as a concert pianist. Uh, and your teenager has, has found nearly instant success. Um, how do you, how do you think about that? Given that, again, you've spent tens of thousands of hours working on this craft and, and, um, Jaden sort of had instant success. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're absolutely right. He's he's been working at it for a while, so it it kind of appears as nearly instant success for, from the outside. But uh, but but yeah, you know, I mean, he's been working on his YouTube channel for about five and a half years, and he had, albeit unknowingly, uh, been developing that skill set even before then. Uh, he has spent thousands and thousands of hours protect, uh, perfecting his craft as well, and it's probably not far off to describe him as being quite prodigious at his art. So he has, uh, for many years now, demonstrated both an inherent skill set and, and, and really also very strong work ethic. Uh, plus, what he does is uh, a rather niche sort of thing, uh, which is something else I can relate to as an artist. And uh, equally imp- as important, perhaps, he's able to connect to his audience in ways someone much older than him couldn't. You know, I couldn't connect right. with his fans <laughs> like right. he does. Mm-hmm. And, and he really seems to do it really uh, intuitively. And it, it's funny, as we meet other people in similar situations as Jaden, and as I talk to their parents, you know, these, these parents of other successful content creators, I discover that these aren't average kids. You know, they all have a really unique skill set and, a, frankly, an impressive work ethic. You know, this isn't just a bunch of kids goofing off in their bedrooms. It is a bunch of kids doing interesting things, <laughs> uh, largely out of studios in their bedrooms. But, uh, but, you know, really, I find many similarities between what Jaden and I do and have a great appreciation both for the inherent talent and the hard work that's required of him, even if the overall numbers don't look exactly the same. <laughs> sure. As you're talking, I just remembered the quote, if, if you enjoy what you do, you never work a day in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And there's definitely some days where I think I make him feel like it's more work and I have to <laughs> say, okay, now, you know, you're, you're being a professional here. So you've got to, you may not feel like doing this, but you've got to do it. <laughs> yeah. and, and sometimes dad has to play the bad guy, but, but yeah, he, he really, um, I asked him, it's been several months now, you know, if you could do anything at all with your life and have all the money that you wanted to do whatever you wanted, what would you do? And he just told me, Hey, I'd, I'd be doing exactly what I'm doing now. So he really has a passion for it. And I think that intersection of that, that passion and the skill set and the work ethic, you know, just, just is, uh, that's kind of that, that magic sauce, I guess, you know, you, you have to have that. And he's been fortunate enough to find it. Yeah, I know just doing this podcast, um, you know, we only release one episode currently. Uh, we're releasing one episode every two weeks. Uh, so doing a daily video and just that I can I can only imagine the work ethic and the um, the planning and um, that goes goes into into being able to do that. Well, and it's interesting, too, like his workflow is warp speed, man. I tell you what, he uh, Jaden is a big picture sort of guy. He doesn't get bogged down in the details. He gets in and he gets out and he gets on with something else. Uh, so, you know, he'll uh, like, and, and it's funny, actually, we, we did a video several months ago, a, a meet my dad sort of video. And he's like, cause, cause I told him, you know, I need to start learning a little bit about this Fortnite <laughs> playing and so forth. And yeah. he's like, yeah, well, let's do a video. I said, okay. And, you know, we took 40 minutes, we played a few games and, and got in and Jane's like, okay, that's it. I've got enough. That's all I need. And I'm like, wait, we're done. 
Oh yeah, dad. That's it. Cool. <laughs> you know everything you need to know. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he, you know, he can record multiple videos a day. Uh, he's been working with a couple different editors for some time, so he doesn't edit a lot of his videos anymore. Uh, that's pretty common with, with most YouTubers that have a pretty decent following. So, you know, he's found ways to economize and streamline the process. On, on that note, Dad, the reason why it doesn't take me that long to record is because I pretty much try to take every second of that recording session mm-hmm. and make it usable footage. So I don't like to have a lot of just kind of like sitting around footage. I try mm-hmm. to make every moment of that recording time usable. So by having 40 minutes, that's essentially having 40 minutes of nonstop what we could use in what we only need a 10 minute video. So I try to kind of get in and fill up the entire time and just be as efficient as I can because I don't like waiting around and also because when I wait around, I have to make other people wait around. And so I just don't like that. So I try to try to just get in and get out. Yeah. And he'll often uh, have to coordinate collaborations with multiple other people. And so he's got to be, you know, get in and get out really efficiently too. But, but, you know, it reminds me of performing. I mean, really it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And, but, but the intensity of that live performance is what it reminds me of, where you're on, and I mean, man, you're on 120%, and you're super focused and hyper-engaged, and then when it's over, you know, there's almost like that crash, right? <laughs> but, sure. but he's got that kind of intensity when he records. That's really great information. And as you were speaking, I'm wondering, for the listeners, or maybe there are going to be young people listening to this particular episode, Jaden, how often do you work in a day? I will pretty much work from when I wake up to when I go to sleep and I'll even stay up late on nights and my sleep schedule is pretty much completely just thrown in a bin, just completely gone. Like stay up till some nights stay up till like 3 a.m. Some nights stay up till 4 a.m. Some nights I'll even go to bed at like 12. It, it just depends on like what I have going on the next day. And so sometimes yeah, not usually on school nights yeah well not <laughs> normally on school nights but some a lot of, of the time yeah i'll be up pretty late and uh i'll either be up early so yeah that's a that's good robert because the, the teachers may be listening <laughs> we're, we're sure you go to bed at eight on school nights oh yeah every single <laughs> night i go to bed oh, at eight get tons of don't sleep. i wish oh yeah <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. Visit artsentrepreneurshippodcast.com to learn more about our guest and how you can help support artists, the arts, and this podcast. (laughs) 